This week on Nintendo Main, we've got Sonic Mania, and we also have a special guest to come on and talk about a specific RPG. And I've got Sonic Depression. Yeah, me too from all those videos. episode 83 what we're living in a post sonic mania world here in episode 83 welcome to our podcast where we talk about nintendo stuff and sega stuff sometimes and we talk about games that are great and in this case we talk about sonic mania which was i don't know i think it was the last of the games that that switch event we went to that was like that isn't been out yet i really wanted yeah well it's also the one that's the only one that's not out yet that was there yeah that's I what i mean like it's yeah. the last of them yeah, so let's just let's jump right into Sonic Mania. So Sonic Mania come out came out on Tuesday. It did at a very came out mwah, at, very sweet price point. Yeah, twenty dollars. It came out at two a.m. in the morning, so that's cool. So we've been playing uh, Sonic Mania, and let me tell you, like from doing all those seven days of Sonic videos that I've been doing, I am very educated into what part of Sonic Mania is from what Sonic game because I I totally educated myself by playing all of the games except for Knuckles. I didn't play Sonic and Knuckles, but I know exactly where everything is from. And I know exactly like what level it is and uh, what they're pulling from and all that, and that's kind of cool. I mean, if, if I wouldn't have done that, if I wouldn't have played through all those games, I wouldn't have really known. And I and I, and some of the stuff I would have missed. So you had Sonic Mania before you got Sonic Mania. I did have Sonic Mania. I had so much Sonic Mania that I had dreams about making game captures <laughs> of Sonic Mania, of regular Sonic. It's a shame that I don't have an HDMI thing to capture with, because I could have just kept it going and did some Sonic Mania stuff. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to give our impressions of that. We'll just go right into it now, since we've been talking about it. But what do you think of Sonic Mania? I love it. And uh, like you, I did try to play some of the other Sonics, and I actually did do some captures, but didn't really want to post anything, because I did very badly. Like The, the Sonic games are actually pretty challenging. Oh, yeah. Um, at least in the sense that, sort of like, I don't know if it's fair to compare them to Mega Man games, but... They're like Mega Man in the sense you have to memorize like how things are laid out and be you prepared for what you're about to face. And at some levels, there's completely unfair parts that you have to somehow get through, which is That's what I've, true. which is what you'll get to handle once you get to Hydra City in Sonic Mania. Which, if yeah. you watched, if any of you at home, if any of you watched any of my Sonic videos that I did. Sonic 3 was the one that's probably the shortest, and that was also the game that I hated the most. And it's because of Hydrocity. That's where that level comes from. It's the second set of levels for for Sonic 3. And if you watch my video, you get to see my madness. Uh, <laughs> you can see me descend into madness as I play that level over and over again. Is that the one where you say, son of a shithead? <laughs> probably. I get really angry, angry in that one, one. It's one of your Sonic videos where you said, son of a shithead, and I was like, wow, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my new shithead. favorite swear. <laughs> that's probably that one. Yeah, that's the, that's the short one, because I ended up kind of rage quitting at like 30 minutes on that one, because I hated that level so much. Because it's so fucking hard, and it's just, just, you can't, just watch it. If you guys haven't watched it, watch it, and you'll see how completely insanely difficult it is. But yeah, you get to play this level again, which um, there's been a lot of like positive reviews of Sonic Mania, 
And I have to agree with uh, the ones that I've read that say, like, hey, why, why don't we just do all new levels? Like, why did you have to do, like, some rehashes? And I understand, yeah, they do remixes of original levels, and that's cool. I like seeing Green Hill Zone in there. I mean, I love that song. But I kind of wish that it was just all new for the most well, part. So, and we didn't do rehash of levels. So, yeah, I want to, I like, jump on that train with you because um, they sort of, like, within the game, so far as I've gotten try to explain why you're playing old levels like it kind of looks like robotnik sending you back in time or something like yeah, that. yeah that's what i figured it was too yeah because he like he grabs a specific chaos emerald and the the world kind of like this does this negative effect yeah. where everything turns like brown and it kind of makes a noise like you're sending sending you back in time so it kind of feels like a what do they call that a, a cinematic trick i don't know what you would call it yeah sense, but sure it, it, it's it's something to unify the fact that they remastered some sonic levels yeah yeah they kind of work it into the story in that way but uh there's like six different robots or five different robots or something like that that aren't robot neck that are in there right that they only gives you your your like bosses yeah and i think they only exist in the regular world right like they don't exist in the past like when you're in the past you only fight robot neck or is it different than that i haven't really i was trying to figure that out dig that deeply I was trying to figure out if they're in a different timeline or if robotnik's only in the past i don't know or maybe they're just all working together yeah, there's a part like well, you've we've got we're around the same part. We're around the same area, and I guess minor spoilers here. Blah blah blah. Check back in like two minutes if you if you haven't played it all. But uh, so you start off in Green in Green Hill Zone, and then you go to uh, the casino level after that, or no chemical plant. You go to the chemical plant, and well, anyway, you play like a couple old levels, and then it gets to a point where you do a bunch of new ones. And I was like, kind of like, oh, that's cool, you know. Now you're in these new levels, and those new levels are really really fun. Like we actually, one of them was even one we played at the event, the um the TV level. Like we played yeah, that yeah. one, uh, ro- robot TV or whatever it's called. Yeah, the one where it's like Eggman's the director, and you're like destroying microphones and stuff like that. I thought that was funny, yeah. but yeah, we actually played one of those levels at the event, and I actually remembered playing it. And we played that very first level too, the Green Hill, I totally Green Hill Zone. Like yeah, one of the platforming parts, like having trouble with it, and like I was like, hold on, I'm coming. I know I'm coming up on that part. Like I yeah. remember. It. Well, it kind of it reminded me because when I was doing the. When I was doing the capture stuff, like, I've played all of these Sonic games before, and as I was playing through them, I was like, okay, I remember this part. Like, I remember playing this before, you know, it was kind of like sort of a deja vu thing. And it happened again with Sonic Mania, because I'm like, okay, I've already played through this level. I remember playing through this level before, because we did at the event. But yeah, there's all these really cool new levels, and then all of a sudden it does that, like, go back in time thing again. And I'm like, kind of like, I was hoping it was done, you know, (laughs) that you just did a few of the old ones, and then you got to the new one. But then they send you back in time, and they do send you back to a Sonic CD level, which I was really happy to see. Which you can tell because all the guys turn into plants instead of animals in Sonic CD. Like, they all turn into seeds that turn into flowers. And they also do the thing where they go into the future. Like, you don't do it, but it does it, like, within a cutscene. So is that the level with the the vines and the, like, angry plants on it? That's the Sonic CD level? Yeah, except those angry plants weren't in the original game. They were added. Okay, but it was called, like, Garden Press Zone or something like that? Yeah. Well, there's two... Yeah, because you go to the future, and that's one in the future. But it does a cutscene where it shows you, like warp to the future like you would like you can in uh, Sonic CD. But I was really happy to see that represented in there because out of all the games that I that I captured, I think Sonic CD is my number one favorite Sonic game. I just want to say it on here. I think it's the best Sonic game. I think Sonic 1 is number 2 in my opinion. Wow. I haven't really figured out. I love Sonic 1. I think Sonic 1 is great. They done good with the first Sonic. Yeah, I think the first one is good and uh probably like I guess if I had to rank it would probably be like Sonic CD, Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, probably. I didn't really play much of Sonic & Knuckles, so I can't really rank that one anywhere yet, but 
that's kind of yeah. a rough estimate of what I what I have on it. But um, and then you're not you're not including the Sonic Advances, which when the first Sonic Advance came out, I remember that being hyped as like the best Sonic game. Oh yeah, no, I'm just talking about Sonic CD. I'm just talking about straight up like Genesis stuff. Uh-huh. But I'd like to play the advanced ones, which you can get them pretty cheap. So I'll probably get them and check them out. And if I do get them, I'm sure I'll record it and put it on the internet. So <laughs> I want to mention them because I feel like we've kind of left them out. But we've mentioned them yeah. here and there. But... Well, I was just talking. I was talking like just Genesis Sonics, oh, okay. just what like would original. Be represented in Mania. I'm talking about original Sonics. Yeah, what's represented in Mania? Because uh, <laughs> I really like Sonic Rush a lot for DS. Like I had that game and I had a lot of fun with it. But that's not really what they're capturing for Mania. Mania is very, very much. The Genesis. Genesis version, which did you notice that there's an option in there to where you can play it like it's Sonic 1, where there's no saves? No, I didn't know that. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I did see like the special edition includes a fake Genesis and a fake Genesis cartridge. So like it definitely it wants you to think Genesis. Yeah, no, the original. Yeah, the, if you get the big $80 one with the giant Sonic in there and all that. Yeah, Sonic is standing on a Genesis and it comes with a... It comes with the cartridge that has a ring in it and all that. But, um, yeah, in the game, like, basically, you know, playing the game, it saves the same way that, like, Sonic 3 would play, would save, or, like, the same Sonic CD would, would save. Whereas, like, you save at the beginning of the level. Right. So if you get a game over, you go back to 1. And that's fine. I like that they're keeping it the way you would play old Sonic games. But when I was playing, I was like, man, I wish that you could just go in there and just play it without having saves. And I found out that you can. You just go to the one that says no save. And then you basically play it, and when you get a game over, you have to start over. So if you want that original Sonic 1 and 2 feel, you can totally do that, which is really, really cool. I'm glad they put that in there. I guess that's cool. I mean, that is cool. It's an option. I mean, yes, if you're... That's cool. That's an option. Think about it. If you're like a game purist, like, you know how we were talking, like, we were talking about, like, our, you know, when we were kids, and, like, we had one game to play, and we wanted to play it and get good at it and all that? This game gives you that option. You can do like the whole thing where you like play the game, you get a game over, you get to start over. You know, if you want to be super old right. school, you can do that. And I like that and you'll that's still an option. have your other save file where you know you can go back to where you left off. Oh yeah, for sure. I just like that. That's the I like that. That's an option that you can just be full on original Genesis, uh, the original Sonic Genesis stuff, where you just play through it, and if you get a game over, you get a game over, and you got to start over again. I, I like that's a, I like that's an option. I do too. I'm not saying that I necessarily want to play it like that. I, I think just someone like who's that like you're a able to do that, or someone who wants to like play alternate versions of run-throughs of the game, that would be good for them. Well, well, you know, what if you're like a because Sonic? You lose, yeah. and then you know it's over. Yeah, what if you're a Sonic purist and you're like, man, I don't want, I don't like those ones that add, that added the save battery. Fuck that, you know. I just want to play through the whole thing, you know, and have to get continues and not like, you know, or just like do it on like one life or a set of lives. You can do that now, and it's Did Sonic super CD cool. let you save. Yeah, you can save in Sonic CD. So it was Sonic 3 and after, probably. Yeah. Well, actually, I think uh, Sonic CD is actually pre-Sonic 3. That's true. It is before Sonic 3. You're right. Because it was 93, which I noticed in my playthrough. That's true. No, Sonic is in 3. I was going to say Sonic's in CD, but no, he's not. I mean, Knuckles is not in 3, is what I mean. Yeah, Sonic is in 3. But you notice that you can play the game in different ways. You can play it as just Sonic. You can play it as Sonic and Tails. Or you can play it as Knuckles. How have you been playing Sonic Mania? I just selected Sonic and Tails like instinctively. Okay, I've been playing as just Sonic because yeah. that's my preferred style. So far, like having Tails around, I guess maybe he grabs a stray ring once in a while, which definitely helps in boss yeah. battles. He'll also hit the boss extra for you. The thing that just bothers with me though is I sometimes I forget which character I'm at, and I, I am, and I end up getting killed. Well, so, that definitely happened for me when I was yeah. uh, 
there's a boss where you're running while you're fighting him. Um, not not later on, but earlier when you're fighting like a, a flying robot, and there's like missiles flying at you and shit. Yeah, like, I totally would get lost where I was. Like, yeah, that's all the explosions why explosions and the multiple missiles you have to keep track of. Yeah, that's why I play with just straight up Sonic because I don't want to. Yeah, I get I, I would get confused. Like Sonic Two would confuse me where there's two of them, and you can also be Tails by himself as well, which I don't think yeah. was added until three. Yeah, you can do that in three because you can, can actually choose the guys in three. Even though well, I, and yeah. I haven't tried it with just Tails, but I guess I just instinctively like picked. I thought you were supposed to play it with Sonic and Tails. Oh well, I mean that depends on what. It's, it's just what's so great about it is that it gives you all the options. Like if you don't like Tails, you can play without Tails, and you don't even have so to. So can see I him. change it at any point? Uh I don't know. I mean, I think that you. I, yeah, I think you have to start it from the beginning, and it's stuck like that. But I, but I haven't tried because when you come through, when you go and continue, I think it just continues where you're at. I don't think you get to choose your guy. But then again, I haven't really tried to. But I think, yeah, I think you can only do it at the beginning. But you can also, you can start. I mean, there's like ten different files in there. You can start like various files as different characters if you want. the uh, The really cool thing about Tails is that he can kind of float yeah. if you play as Tails. Like he can kind of like levitate, so he can help you like catch the next part. You know, so there's been like one or two times like. The only times I can think of besides him picking up random rings where Tails was useful, like I'd be in one of those little like specifically I was fighting on the, like the moving battleship or whatever. And there's like this part where there's just these little dips and yeah. you like, can get stuck in them if you fall in them. And like he would pull me out of those little dips. Otherwise, you'd have to do like a power. Oh, you gotta, yeah, you got to do the spin dash. Yeah. So like he like helped me get out of those. But that's like the only time I can think of Tails being a benefit other than, yes, the stray ring. On yeah. a boss fight, like he might grab one ring and save my ass. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I, aside from all that stuff, like I really like the game. I, I do uh, love it. I love it. I've uh, I've tweeted like six times uh, off of the off of the Switch on a Nintendo underscore domain. So if you follow that, you know, take a look. But it during my Sonic CD playthrough, I was kind of a little loopy because it was my final. It was my final uh, Sonic playthrough, and I had done it right after three. And three was I was so pissed at I was so pissed at three. And when I got to Sonic CD, I was kind of a little loopy. So I started talking about this campaign I was going to start called uh, Water Free Sonic, <laughs> about like ridding the water out of the Sonic world. So I've started a. Uh, tweeting making tweets that say hashtag water free sonic so that's been funny to me so i've been enjoying that and hopefully somebody else has too because i've been saying uh for a while that sonic's ultimate arch nemesis is water so we just gotta get we gotta get the water out of there that's like what there's nothing like none of the games have good water levels the water the water parts no they don't they're awful because they're never fun well the water like you can't swim so the water just makes you walk slower and you have a fucking air meter you don't have a meter. You have a fucking noise that like chimes at you when you're about to die, and there's like numbers that count down above your head. It's so annoying. Like Mario could swim to his heart's content, and he never ran out of air. But Sonic, I mean, he did eventually in 3D. But well, when they got to 3D, yeah, they they did air. But 2D, no. It's just so it, in one way, Sega was ahead of Nintendo. That's no. true. But why not make the water <laughs> in an part annoying fun? way? Like, yeah, it could still be challenging, but it doesn't have to feel cheap. Yeah, well, and it feels fucking cheap, and it always has. Yeah, well, there's some levels like in the chemical plant that are kind of cool, where like you try to stay ahead of the water, and the water's like rising up on you. There's stuff. Yeah. There's stuff in that that I think that I understand that that kind of makes sense. But then I, you mess up on a platforming part, and then you're down in the water again. Yeah, yeah, and then you're kind of stuck in this super slow, not fun part, and it's and it sucks. And then you get to a level like Hydro Hydro City or Hydrocity, however you want to pronounce it. Where it's just all water, and it sucks. 
And just wait till you get there because there's like a mixture of like automatic scrolling level and water that I just can't get past. Oh god. I don't want to fully I don't want to fully spoil it, but yeah, there's a part I just can't do. I don't know how to do it. I really don't. Like I you know, if you can figure it if you figure it out by next week, let me know. And I'm thinking about we might have we might have John on again too because I know he's gotten it and we can just do like a full review or something and you know touch base on what we thought of Sonic Mania. I mean, I think that. this game warrants like plenty of talk. It, it's a great game. Like we haven't even spoken about the aesthetic. Like the aesthetic is like, oh, awesome. it's great. Like you can yeah. add scan lines, and if you want your scan lines to look HD, or you can even make it look kind of blurry. Like it'll get like a Vaseline effect, and then you can do like a cleaned up pixel mode, which I assume is like sort of like. The Sega version of Pixel Perfect. Yeah, I've just been, I'm just doing cleaned up mode because it looks beautiful. I mean, it looks amazing, and everything, all the animations and stuff. You know, you get some minor polygon stuff that might look like it would have been on the Saturn. Or yeah, the Sega <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do like, especially when you get to uh, when you get to Metal Sonic later in Sonic CD, where like the Robotnik statue in the background's like all like low poly, which I kind of love that though. And I love that the uh, the big. The levels where you have to chase a UFO, like the entrances to those, those are all yeah. poly- polygonal. The, well, those were all, those were like, uh, I mean, those were the special levels in Sonic CD is basically yeah. what that was. So it's cool that they like intersperse that aesthetic a little bit, but for the most part, it's all sprite based. So even when something's really well animated, like Sonic at the beginning, like when it shows a splash screen, like he's animated fully, but each frame of animation is a sprite. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So it still has like a cool like 3D look to it and a really well polished look, but it still looks like it might have been possible on the six. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And he's still waving that finger at you just all over the place. <laughs> he even does it when you beat when you beat guys now. Yeah, the pixel perfect stuff that you were talking about that you could do the clean mode. It just reminds me of like what I said when uh, Wonder Boy came out. It's like the same sort of thing because Wonder Boy had like a pixel perfect hd mode you know but you had the option you could do like the really cool like new hand painted mode or whatever or you could do, do straight up uh, hd 16 bit or 8 bit i guess for that and uh yeah. i love i love those games and it and this is like probably the most excited i've been about a downloadable game since wonder boy probably so it's probably the one i played the most so well i would say when we went to that event back in what was it february um april I think. Yeah, it was April. No, it was before the Switch came out. Oh, oh, no. Okay, that event. Sorry, uh, the uh, the Nintendo Switch event. I thought you were talking about the MGC, because M- MGC no, no, no. was in April. No, no, no. The Nintendo Switch event we went yeah. to a couple of weeks before it came out in Yeah, that was like, in February. Retail. Yeah. Um, my top three games were definitely, it definitely included Sonic. Oh, yeah. Well, so. Son- Sonic Mania blew me away, because I didn't really know what it was, but, I mean, if it's a sequel... And that's in that type of uh, type of art and style. I'm totally for it, especially with like all the misses that Sonic has had over the years with all of those 3D games. You know, it's really nice to see them just be like, hey, let's just make a fucking 2D game and make it look exactly like it's it's along the lines of like Mega Man 9 and 10 for me. Well, they put it in someone else's hands. Yeah. I think someone else did it. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, it's, but yes, that's absolutely what they did. And, and they did a fucking great job. Well, yeah, it's like it's very much like a product of love you know it's very much like total like passion project like love for the sonic games and yeah they do it really really well and they do it justice you know it's a very good way to uh best way to handle nostalgia i think somebody said <laughs> some i think review i think I one of the best ways to know when a game is a labor of love is when the uh, credits are download or like available as an extra immediately oh which yeah is <laughs> the case in this game oh yeah that's true you can unlock it after you like beat the first level or something like that they're like you know 
thank you to all the staff for working on this labor of love. Your name will be featured as an extra immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so did that's you, it's a labor of love. Did you try did you try any of the time the time attack stuff on there? I played it one time. I played Green Hill Zone. Yeah, me too. And I I think I placed a 4500th or something like that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even check my like online ranking. Oh yeah, no, you can look at your ranking. I did not do good. I think I was like 4300 56 I know or something I did like that. poorly because I got hung up at several occasions. Yeah, but it's cool that yeah, it'll automatically if you check the ranking, it'll show like where you're at. And if you're not, if you haven't played it yet, and you check the ranking, it'll show you like the top five. And I think like Green Hill Zone Two had like 20 seconds, like somebody beat it in like 20 seconds. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? It's too bad you can't watch them. Like I don't know. Do you remember Mario Kart TV for Wii? Yeah, Mario Kart Wii, where you could actually watch people race, like whoever got the highest time for whatever race you could see how they did it so that oh, was on the original cool. Wii. yeah on the the mario kart no, Wii. no i don't i don't remember that on mario kart Wii, there was a free channel that you could download called mario kart tv okay. and you could basically get on there and you could see like what the what the best times were for every race on the game and you could watch like a playthrough of whoever got the best time so you could see how they did it and a lot of them had glitches in them <laughs> but still really? like i remember the volcano one i watched somebody do that and they like jumped off to one of the volcanoes and like turned around a couple times and then went through the finish line. Then it said it was another lap and they kept doing that over and over again. But you could at least watch and see what they did. And that was really cool. I liked that that was an option. But yeah, they added it in there so you could like see where your score was and like look at other people's scores and like time attack and all that. And that was really fun. I liked that on there. And that's why they call it Mario Kart TV on the Wii U version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that was a channel, a free channel that you could get on Mario Kart Wii. It was like one of those like Connect Twenty Four things, you know. That's where it's like always changing while your system isn't on and all that. Yeah, they keep all that shit around. But uh, speaking of uh, Mario Kart Wii U and switches and all that, apparently switches are everywhere now. They are all over the place. I've seen them. You've seen them. Yeah, I saw nine at Target a couple days ago. Oh my gosh, nine at once. Nine at nine switches. But the funny thing is, is there's a ton of switches, but there's no Zelda. There's no Zelda Breath of the Wild anywhere. They're, they were, well, the target that I went to, they're completely out of the game of Zelda because they only had so many Zeldas, and now that they have Switches that are selling, they're all gone. <laughs> so I thought that was funny that it was like the other way around. Instead of like a stack of Zeldas and no Switches, now there's like a stack of Switches and no Zeldas. But luckily, anybody that bought a Switch can just download Zelda if they really want to play it. Well, true. Yeah, like because I was talking to a friend of mine, that same friend that I helped get the Switch, and she's like, yeah, I ran into a... Uh, ran into this kid at Target, and he like had a Switch in, and he was so upset that Zelda wasn't there. And I was like, why don't you just get it online? I was like, why don't you just go online and get it? You can get it online. Yeah, you don't even have to download it. You can actually buy it online somewhere. Well, yeah, you can buy it online and have it sent to you, or you can just eShop it and download it. Yep. So you can do that, too. Yeah, I've seen multiple Switches in the wild. Uh, never more than two at a time. Two's the most I've seen. Yeah, I saw nine. It's crazy. Once I saw two at once, yeah. Once I saw two at once, I knew. Okay. Switches have properly permeated the market yeah well you should buy like nine and just hold them <laughs> and then you can have nine switches then you can have your own uh switch party you can have a bunch of people over to play uh pac-man verse it'll be fun that's true i could do it that way or i could do it the old way yeah uh, speaking of which did you uh buy anything this week why yes i did thanks for asking segue <laughs> i bought uh <laughs> i did buy it i just said i don't need to show it to the camera well it's fine we'll, we'll all feel it in our ears <laughs> but i bought a uh, pa- pac-man verses and it's pac-man world 2 I don't think these are particularly good games, but I got it for really cheap. It was like, yeah, I think it was like six bucks uh, used, and it comes with the Pac-Man versus disc is its own disc. I didn't realize that. I thought, yeah, you don't even have to fuck with Pac-Man World at all. 
Nope. <laughs> I mean, why would you? I, so I, in, in in essence, I bought two games. I already knew that, but the fact that they're two separate discs is pretty cool. Yeah, you can like if you lose Pac World two, you can still play Pac Man Verse, and that's what it's all about. Can you have you yeah. tried playing it? Like, have you tried it out on your on your GameCube? No, I haven't. Um, but I would. I'm waiting for that chance to play it with a friend because I'm not playing it by myself. Yeah, no, I was just going to ask if there was any sort of single player in there for Pac-Man Verse. I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't booted it up yet. I actually yeah. just bought it today, uh, not long before. I wish that, I'm sure there isn't, but I wish that there was an, a way to play it online on, Nap- on Namke Museum. I would totally do that, but I don't think there is. Because I really wanted to play Namke, Namco Museum, but I wanted to play Pac-Man Verse, and I'm like, but I don't have, you know, I don't know anybody who has a Switch that lives around here, you know, really, that comes over and plays Switch or whatever. So I was like, you should be able to play it online, but you can't. And I was actually thinking about that with Sonic Mania, too. I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if you could, like, play Sonic Mania, like, two-player, like, online, like the competition mode or whatever it is? You know, where you can play split-screen? be cool that you could yeah. do that online, too, but you can't. I yeah, I, anything online is always a plus, and I'm surprised it isn't being implemented more in the Switch. Yeah. Like, even on Splatoon 2, which was, like, the flagship online title, it's it's so hard yeah. to play with. Are but you, anyway, that sucks. But uh, here's another game I bought, also for the GameCube. The first Pikmin. I finally own the first Pikmin. Oh, yeah. Pikmin 1. I don't have... Well, yeah, I think... I, I don't know if I still have the, that one. I got it at launch, like when the GameCube launched, but I don't think I have it still. I think I only have Pikmin 2, which Pikmin 2 is my favorite out of all the Pikmin. And I did a capture of that, too. If you want to watch it. The YouTube channel, YouTube slash Nintendo Main Podcast. But yeah, I bought the first Pikmin. Um, one thing I should mention... I, I talked about it a little bit last episode, but uh, I ended up like purchasing this cable to plug my GameCube straight into my HDTV. Oh no! Did you buy that hundred dollar one? I did buy it. Oh, dude, why? Like, I looked it up, and you like it basically does exactly what the Wii does. It's four eighty p, dude. It's the same thing. You could have just bought a Wii and got a component cable for like two dollars, and it's the same thing. But my TV doesn't have component input. Your HD doesn't have component in. I don't think so. Oh, I thought they all did. Well, anyway, I bought it. Oh man, I was gonna I was gonna text you and tell you not to because uh, cause I tested it and it outputs 480p like through the Wii, playing in GameCube mode with through the component cable, which is really cheap for the Wii if you find one. So it's pretty well, much the same thing. But now you can. I, I yeah. will be willing to test the two out and compare them. I will say that I wanted yeah. to support a creator. It's a person that built them, built these things himself, and. I mean, I don't know, like, really? Like, it must be something different if there's hype around it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just people, I guess, just didn't figure out that you can do it the other way around. Because that's how I have it hooked up in my living room. It's like through component cables through the Wii, and it outputs 480p. I mean, that's what the output is for through component cables. So it, if it was like a 720 or a 1080, that might be different, but... well there'd be something else happening. Supposedly yeah. this is just re- replacing the component with the uh, HD. MI. Yeah. I mean, if you want to play just the, I was going to say you could use it for Game Boy Player, but Game Boy Player doesn't have progressive scan, so it wouldn't even matter. So It does upscale the Game Boy Player games. They do look better. Yeah. I mean, does it like, is it, I mean, it doesn't work as progressive scan then? Like, does it, will it do that for games that don't do that then? Because only, well, g- only games that have progressive scan, it's built in where you can like get it to switch over to that mode. So like a, uh, the first Resident Evil yeah. uh, remake has progressive scan. Yeah. Well, the original and, and widescreen, so you yeah. can do that. Well, the like on the GameCube, you had to hold a button when you started the GameCube to get it to do progressive scan. It's the same with this. Whereas, like, if you play it through the Wii, it'll automatically go to progressive scan if it has it. It'll automatically switch to it. I mean, Wait, hold on. So the Wii outputs component 
or uh, was it uh, the thing? Yeah, I'm saying the Wii the Wii component cable is cheaper because there were a lot more of those because third parties made those. I don't have a Wii. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, you you could get one for like forty bucks plus whatever. So I guess it's like not that much different. It's still like yeah, it's still spit spit more, but it'd be like forty bucks plus whatever the price of a component cable is is how you would do it. Because I don't know, I got my component new, I think for like ten bucks, like when the Wii was still. When it was still that generation, and you can probably get it for like less than that now, but they made a ton of those. But the, you know, the GameCube one, I understand, yeah, it is way more expensive. But if you play it through the Wii, it does output the same. So, but now you have it, so <laughs> you can you can do that. Now you have HDMI out. So, well, now that I've been roasted on the podcast, uh, <laughs> no, I but was no, just a, no. I want yeah. to try it out. Like what I've seen of the videos and stuff, you know, I guess it didn't compare it to what the Wii could do. But yeah. I never tried running the Wii in component mode, nor did I care enough to even try at the time. Yeah. yeah. Now that I'm a little more like interested in what the picture quality is, I thought this was cool. Yeah. Well, we can do a comparison at some point. Like, I'll bring mine with the component cable and all that. We can try it out. But, uh, so, I mean, so you've been playing... So you haven't played Pac-Man vs. in HD then? Or did you play a... Well, I don't have sort a of? Because I think... I mean, I still think 480p is not exactly... HD isn't that still like SD on HD or something? I thought I don't know. There were terms that people threw around during the Wii because that was the highest input that it could do was was 480p. Even though I think uh, Metroid Prime Three was 480i for some reason. Like some games output it differently depending on what they were. So what's 480i? I think that might be what it does. I don't know. I mean, that's what this, the some games were like. The, I don't know why. Like because also the screen was smaller, was a little bit smaller in Metroid Prime Three as well on the Wii. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because of like how many polygons on it. They had to change the resolution or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, to be fair, I, I have not paid for this thing yet. I've just ordered it. But oh, well, oh, you don't have it. it and I've... then he's going to get a hold of me when it's built, and then he's going to charge me. Oh, I thought you already had it. <laughs> I thought no, you no, already no, got no. The, guy, the guy's actually building them himself. Like It's, it's just a guy. Well, shit. It's not like I'm getting it from a company or something. Some oh, dude's yeah. making it at his house. Oh, yeah. Is it like sort of a Kickstarter type thing? No. It's just kind of like uh, I made one of these, and I'll make another one if you want one. Is <laughs> kind of how it is. He basically just made this, and then like it showed up on a subreddit. Yeah, and I happened to check out a video review of it on a subreddit. And yeah, I thought it looked really cool. Like watching it through streaming video on YouTube in HD. Sure. Like you could still tell like those GameCube games look better than they do when I play them. Sure. Through YouTube. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we'll have to. You have to take. Let me know what it looks like and all that. How? What did he give you a turnaround time? Like after you no. ordered it, he I, wasn't I like. Won't all... No, he's basically he's going to get a hold of me at some point and get a uh, twenty five dollar deposit from me. Oh, okay. So you haven't paid. You haven't paid him anything yet. No, I haven't paid him shit. Okay, so you just you, you just like go to his website then and like yeah, he's got his own website and yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm sure he does. No, I'm just saying like uh, you know, there's probably somewhere where you can like. Uh, I don't know. Where you like, you're like, click on this if you want one, and I'll email you and let you know when I can get it done by or something, right? Well, actually, I went to his website and it was like, "There's no fucking way I can read all these emails. Like, just tell me if you want one or not." I mean, he didn't say fucking, but he was like, "I'm totally drowned in emails right now. Too many people are asking me about this. I really don't know if I can fulfill all your orders. So just email me." Yeah. And then it took like him took him like two weeks to get back. <laughs> He's like, "Drown. I'm drowned in emails, but." Email me anyway, and I'll, hopefully I'll get to it at some point. <laughs> is what it sounds like. It just sounds like a lot of people are asking him really specific questions about it. 
Oh, sure. I can't answer all these questions. Just leave me alone. Like, if you actually want one, buy it. Well, yeah, they're probably asking, like, resolution and stuff like that. Like, we were, you know, what we're curious about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, definitely get to get to check it out and all that. Well, gonna... you might know more about all this stuff than me, but no, I'm just going off of what I've seen on the Yeah. No, I mean, just, like. On the videos I watch and how the capture footage of the GameCube specifically was, like, way better than what you ever would have gotten with a GameCube running through the device we have. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm using, I'm using, like, direct AV on mine, not a component. So I don't know. And I'm using, I mean, I'm using mine through a CRTV also, which I really like the way that looks. I think it looks better than the HD, but that's me. I, I think that it's just because it is, it, well, it's also S-Video, so it looks a little bit better. But One game that really made me want it, and a game that I've been wanting to play through, is Bait and Kato's. Well, I've already beaten it before, but, like, it's so hard to read some of this stuff because of the resolution. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. I'm looking forward to the upscaled resolution and that and the sequel. I bought the sequel, so I want to play through the original and then finally play the sequel, which is actually a prequel. Yeah, Origins. Yeah, I never got Origins. I have it. I haven't played it yet, but yeah. I own it. I bought two more games, though. What else um, did you get? Besides GameCube games. I bought a couple more Sega games just for fun. I got Taz in Escape from Mars, so that's why I said at the top of the show I'm Jeremy escaped from Mars Mikowski. Yeah. From the future it's, of the uh, show. You'll say in this that. game, uh, Marvin the Martian is running a zoo, and he realizes he's lacking a rare Earth creature. Turns out it's Taz. Of course. So he kidnaps Taz, and Taz has to get fuck off Mars. Yeah. I also bought this game, Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm sure that game's awesome. <laughs> I had no clue there was a Star Trek The Next Generation game on. I think there's a couple on the Super Nintendo. There's also like a Star Trek V game, too, I think, for Super Nintendo. I don't know when I did my when I did the space episode of WRT Radio. I was looking through a bunch of weird sci-fi games, and I do have a Star Trek 25th anniversary, which is Super which was a Super Nintendo game, I guess, that's on there. But I did find the soundtrack of like Star Trek Five and Next Generation and some other weird 16-bit Star Trek games, just because I was looking for some weird ones. Well, I will definitely tell you the uh, it's got some like still images that'll show full screen, and they're really well done, like. You can totally tell who the actors are, you know, like, oh, that's uh, Brent Skinner as Data. Oh, that's uh, definitely uh, Patrick Stewart as John Luke Picard. Um, It doesn't have any voice samples or anything. It does have the full opening to the to the episodes, but yeah, yeah, sure. So it's all like mapped out and made in the sprites and they do some scaling and stuff. But everything about it looks really great until you get into the actual level and then it looks like shit. Is there anything, do you, like, how is, how is it set up? Like, how does it work? As far as I can tell, you are actually on the bridge, and uh, the game starts out with a long explanation, like, like it would be the beginning of an episode. Everybody's about to go on vacation, everyone's excited about going on vacation, and then the Federation calls the Enterprise and says, hey, vacation's canceled, sorry. The Romulan just got a hold of us and said they lost contact with one of their ships in the neutral zone. And the Federation got back with the Romulans and said, hey, do you want us to send someone there to help you find them? And the Romulans said, no, we don't want to do that because this is when the Romulans and the Federation still weren't getting along at all. So they're like, no, we really don't want you to come help us. We just want to let you know we're going into the neutral zone. But that's why. And so they're like, so the Federation gets a hold of the Enterprise and says, hey, you're going to go hang out next to the sun in its gravitational uh, field to where they can't detect you with their their uh, devices, and you're just going to watch and see what they do while they're looking for their supposedly missing Romulan ship. Oh. So that's the whole plot of the game. So you actually start on the bridge, and you have to like pull up the main map, and yeah. someone says, hey, there's a distress signal at this planet. 
then you have to go to engineering and tell them to warp to this place and then you have to like go to the uh, uh, not the holodeck the uh, transporter and decide who you want to bring down on your away miss- mission so far it sounds awesome do you like walk around like side scrolling or like how do you get from one place to another well once you land on everything is like a menu it's like everybody's just stationary on the bridge and oh. you just go between them Oh, okay, so it's like a static picture, and you're like going yeah, and to... Yeah, so each character yeah. represents like one of the options, but it kind of like pans around in such a way that it looks kind of 3D. Oh, okay. But they're all static. But they all look like they're good representations in 2D of the, the actors and of in, in the show. Uh, so everything seems great. I mean, everything about it, I'm like, okay, well, this is limited stuff. It's on Sega Genesis. You know, the music's kind of, you know, eh, whatever. But it sounds like... If that's Star Trek music. I, I recognize it. Yeah. And uh, and I have to like look at the the viewfinder or whatever the main screen. Yeah, the view screen. Talk to the person. They tell me there's trouble on a certain planet. I have to go to that planet. I have to actually choose my crew to yeah. take down to the surface. That's all great. But then once you get to the surface, it's like some like sort of like I don't know if I'd even call it isometric, but it's a top down view. Oh, weird. That's sort yeah. of fake isometric, and you're just shooting lasers, and everybody's kind of flashing and. <laughs> There's no collision detection. And, oh, weird. And it just, it's not fun. And I only played <laughs> it for, you know, 10 minutes today. So maybe it gets better, but. Yeah, because I, I think. So I, far, I'm not impressed. Other than the beginning, I was very impressed. Oh, yeah. It sounds vaguely familiar. And I remember, like, Star Trek games at that time, like, just being a lot of menu-based stuff. And I think that's kind of what it is, where it's like, go over here, go over here. But you should do a capture of it so we can so we can see it. I will. If you want. <laughs> I you also know. have plans to do a uh, a double feature Taz capture. Well, yeah, now you have two. You have Tasmania and uh, the Mars, Escape from Mars, is that what it's called? So Nintendo Main has become very, it's got like a Sega slant to it now, but that's okay. Yeah, but Sega's kind of, I mean, Sega's kind of under the, under the umbrella of Nintendo now, as I've said many a times. And if Taz wasn't like a licensed thing, I'm sure that Sega would totally would have released it on Virtual Console by now, you know? Yep. I feel like Sonic's part of the family now, especially now that he has an excellent game on the Switch and all that, and you can play it portable. So, Did you buy anything this week besides, uh, of course, the Sonic Mania? Well, I bought Sonic Mania, but uh, I mean, I made, I bought another record. <laughs> so, Oh, of, you bought another record. Speaking of silly things, I bought a, well, did you, you know, a friend of the show, John, sent a, sent a message to both of us on Facebook that there's going to be a double album coming out from Tommy Tallarico, who we've mentioned before, who did all the sound, who did the soundtrack to Aladdin on Genesis and the soundtrack to Earthworm Jim. And I, I basically pre-ordered the uh, double disc, the double album to uh, soundtrack to Earthworm Jim one and two by Tommy Tallarico. Oh, cool! So I'm very excited about that because I do really like that music and and the records like it's it's like flesh colored and it looks like a worm, so it's kind of funny, <laughs> you know. It's like see-through, but it's like pink, you know, and it has like a worm face in the middle. Well, and like the way records look already kind of looks kind of like the way worms are. Like yeah. Those like concentric circles. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, for sure. It, and it's one of the, it's one of those like see-through ones and it's just like pink and, it, and in the middle of the sticker is a worm face. And the other one's like green and it has like the snot thing that's in his back backpack is, in, is on there. So, so I went and did that. I went and pre-ordered that, <laughs> the, those two records. So now whenever I get them, I'll have like... Four four soundtracks and like six records. So actually, I might have more than that. Well, because the so you love all of them. Yeah. Well, because the, well, there'll be Sonic Mania, Streets of Rage one, Streets of Rage two is a double album, I think, and then uh, Earthworm Jim's a double album too. So that's six records. <laughs> which do well, you, which do you actually have right now? I don't have any of them. <laughs> they they're all pre ordered. 
Oh, the, but you're not including the ones you already have. Yeah. The, no, the only one that I have is the Zelda one. It's a Legend of Zelda oh. anniversary 64-piece orchestra that just got for me, like, last year. So okay, that's something else. Yeah. So as far as the ones that I've pre-ordered, like the Sonic Mania one and the Streets of Rage 1 and 2 and uh, Earthworm Jim, I don't know when those will get here. Actually, well, the Earthworm Jim one said October, but I was hoping that the Sonic Mania one might get here around the release of Sonic Mania, but that's not guaranteed. And all this stuff is pre-order, so who knows when it'll get here. But whenever it gets here, it'll be really cool, and I'll get to listen to some digital music on uh, analog and see how well, that, another thing how that I works. definitely want to mention is that that cable I bought, um, if it's anything like the Chip Maestro, as a hand-built thing, it's not going to depreciate in value very much. Oh, but for sure. I mean, yeah, There's it's... still going to be someone who wants that. If I, fu- if I buy it and I don't like it, I will yeah. be able to sell it on eBay pretty easy. Well, it makes it, it it basically makes everything easier, I guess. You don't have to get the Wii and then the component cables and then do it like through the and all that. So And I, a lot of I people already that. have HD capture devices that yeah. they use for their game channels. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> They're expensive and uh, we haven't got them yet. They are, but we'll be there eventually. But then I'd have to change it to like HD revival or something like that. I like retro revival. I do too. And actually, I read a Sonic Mania review, and it said it said retro revival in there. So I was like, "Ha you used my term. I mean, it's not my term, but I felt cool <laughs> that they that they called Sonic Mania retro revival. It's totally a retro revival. I felt like I was sort of mentioned, even though I wasn't. But uh, yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting kind of long on the on the news here. But um, let's let's move on to let's do the releases for tomorrow. Let's do if you want to do that. So. Um, the according to uh, Thumbsticks, which we, which I've been checking for releases uh, tomorrow. Apparently, Magician Lord comes out tomorrow for Neo Geo. So that's which the Neo I'm Geo actually game. pretty excited about. What is that game? I'm not familiar with it. It's just a side-scrolling kind of like um, brawler slash shooter, as far as I know. Like uh, it's kind of like Altered Beast, a little bit, but a little oh, more okay. polished. Oh, then I might like it. I do uh, like Altered Beast. This is based from on videos Patriot I've Ford. seen, like. I could be totally off here, but I mean, there's a lot going on. Like, you can upgrade weapons and stuff. I think I don't know. I've, to be honest, like, I've just heard about this game for years as being like one of the main reasons to own a Neo Geo if you could, because it was a great like early release like platform game that they did, and it just looked really good because you know the Neo Geo was what was it 24 bit. It was, like, intermediate. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, well, it was arcade perfect at the time. I thought that was the big deal about it, right? Was that it was right. the same as the... it was the... arcade perfect. Yeah, but also... So this is essentially yeah. the arcade version that you're getting, right? Yeah, it's the arcade version of Magician Lord, but at home, so... Yeah, I mean, I, it's only $8, so I, I say you should definitely check in, check it, you know? See, I haven't see bought a Neo like. Geo game yet, so it'd be the first. Yeah, and you passed on that beautiful golf game <laughs> that's on there, which is a great game. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it next week, for sure. There's some other, like, uh, so there's a Rayman Legends demo available now on Switch, so you can play that game, if you didn't play it all the other times that it came out. <laughs> I mean, I bought it for Wii U because it was on sale, and I don't think I'll get it again, but you can play the demo now. So there's some things I forgot to mention last week, like uh, Monster Hunter stories demo is now available on 3ds which i downloaded and i've played some of it but i haven't really played enough to know exactly what it is so i can't really comment on it unfortunately i wanted to so get it's through like it. a side game yes yeah, it's, it's basically like a i guess it's monster hunter with a story which is cool because i couldn't get into regular monster hunter but it's super pretty like i think it looks incredibly good like it's super it's like way more colorful and there's like a lot of cutscenes and stuff in that is it still like fully polygonal 
Yeah, I know it's still fully polygonal, and you use both of the sticks. You use the, the nub to move it around them and all that. So it's like fully 3D. But I haven't gotten to any of like the combat or any of the missions or anything like that, so I don't know exactly how it works. All I've been doing is kind of going through the regular story mode. But it works the same way as Metopia, where you get to continue from the demo to the to the game, which the game comes out next month. So when if I make it through the demo, I ended up liking it. I might end up having to get the game. Every time I play, I feel like every time I play a new game on 3DS, I'm like, I don't know. I still feel like I feel like the Switch can't like hold a candle to it yet because the 3DS has so much realized games on there, you know. But I mean, the Switch will get there eventually. It's just like, man, these games are so much better on the 3DS than they are on the Switch. But that's been around for like six years, so I guess give it that. I mean, it's still it's true. Like on the, the Switch, everyone's expecting the AAA titles, like the console AAA titles, to be on. The Switch. Yeah, but you can't. We've I mean, gotten that a little bit. I mean, we got that with Zelda. We got that with uh, well, Splatoon for sure. Yeah, with Mar- with the uh, Nintendo stuff. But exactly. no, like, and no third-party stuff. Sonic, really. yeah. but, you know. Yeah, I mean, Sonic is on all the other systems. Like, it, it launched for Xbox One and Sega and uh, Sega <laughs> and uh, and Sony PlayStation 4 at the same time, so. Also for Steam. And Steam, yeah. It's on there, too. Don't forget about Steam. But uh, there's some weird, there's, like, Jack, Jack Boss Party Pack that comes out. That sounds like a great game. Not really. There's a game called Troll and I that comes out tomorrow, too. I don't know what that is. There's a game called Chicken Wiggle. For 3DS, speaking of 3DS, which is actually made by Renegade Kid, if you remember them. They were a little independent developer that did a lot of Nintendo-exclusive stuff. I think they were the ones who made uh, Dementium 1 and 2. Oh, wow, and they're making a game called Chicken Wiggle? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot different. But, After, you know. like, escaping from an asylum or whatever that was all about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be good, the Chicken Wiggle. Yeah, I played through Dementium 1, but I didn't play through all of Dementium 2. But wasn't that about, like some sort of murderous like mental asylum or something like that yeah it, it was a first person shooter and you're trying to escape from mental asylum and there's monsters in it and stuff that you shoot so maybe this is a sequel and you're just like <laughs> caught in a chicken wiggling around all now time. you're just wiggling chickens i mean that's what happens when you go crazy you just wiggle chickens left and right they lobotomize you and now you just live in a world of wiggling chickens <laughs> yeah right um the most importantly stuff i didn't didn't mention last week is uh there's a new nintendo 3ds a metroid themed one did you see that with samus I on it yeah I, I can't believe we totally skipped over that one but we were like so so like nose deep in sonic and all that that whatever <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> we, were, we were so deep in the sonic last week that we just completely forgot about it but uh but yeah no there's a new metroid 3ds coming out it's like 200 dollars it's a new 3DS. It's not a new 2DS or anything like that. So, so we know that like what is it for the hard mode or whatever? Like it's locked behind. Yeah, we a, didn't. Uh, yeah, an amiibo. Will they do that on the special edition? Like, will they at least let you skip the amiibo by the <laughs> special 3DS? Well, you have to get a regular 3DS and you have to scan the Samus amiibo. Then it turns into a Samus 3DS. Is basically the way it works. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. It doesn't do that. Yeah, no, we've completely skipped over that too. Like how the whole. Uh, the whole there's a whole debacle about people getting pissed off about like DLC being hidden behind a toy and all that, which it is, which is pretty much what amiibo are, you know. But at the same time, you should be able to buy it digitally if you can't find the amiibo. I mean, that's what I think about that. I also think it should be included in the special edition Samus. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, check it out. You buy this, you don't have to buy the amiibo. Yeah, well, your content. Well, what's crazy is the game isn't even included in that either. Like you, oh, okay. you don't get return. You don't get. Matter. You don't get Samus returns. Well, you know, like a lot of them have it like preloaded on there. Yeah. 
There's no pre. There's no game. It's just a Samus themed 3DS. That's all it is. Well, then they don't owe anyone anything. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of. You're just, just a sucker who's buying another 3DS. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna get one, but I was tempted. Well, to, you kind the, of. You know the royal you. Yeah. No, sure. I was. I kind of wanted one, but I was like, man, I already got 3DS. Aside from that, like somehow I completely missed this last week, and I don't know how I did, but Dragon Quest Builders Two is coming out to Switch, which is fucking awesome. Dragon Dragon Quest Builders, as you know, is basically the Minecraft version of Dragon Quest. And uh, basically this version has a sail in it. So you can sail around like Breath of the Wild, which is pretty cool. But there was a video, there was like a video released in Japan that showed like a version of the Switch on there. I don't know if it's, they didn't say if it's coming to America or not, but it's region free. You know, you can download it if you need to. But I mean, that's, I'm excited about that. Like Dragon Quest Builders 1 was supposed to be really good. I played the demo on PS4, but that was about it. But uh, I don't know. It's just nice to see more games on the Switch. I know, especially something like that that has been out for a little while. Well, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is not out yet, but it's going to come out. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of the first one. Yeah, this is the second one that's just got announced, which I didn't even know there's a sequel. And it's going to launch simultaneously with like PS4 and Xbox One versions. So, Oh, fuck yeah. That's awesome. So that's a big, that's a big deal, you know, because so it's a it new. on par with the other consoles. Yeah, sure. it is. So that's a big deal. And, that um, is a big deal. I also found out some stuff about Dragon Quest Eleven, which is out in Japan now. And I listened to a Japanese podcast that talks about that. And they speak Japanese, so they can actually play it. But apparently, on the 3DS version, there's a there's a Street Pass mode, where that when you get a Street Pass, you get to tra- you get to basically travel back in time to play inside of the Dragon Quest games, the ones that have preceded this. So that sounds fucking amazing. So I'm like super sold on the Dragon Quest 11 3DS version. And it's got Street Pass shit. Wow. Yeah, no, that's basically how the Street Pass works. Is like. You'll basically, like, because you mentioned that Dragon Quest 1 was in the game in some capacity, and that's mm-hmm. basically what it is. You, like, you get it, there's a Street Pass thing, you unlock this level that you can play, where you go back into Dragon Quest 1, and it turns into the original, like, 8-bit graphics, and your characters turn into little 8-bit guys. And you walk around, and you'll do, like, a, you'll do a mission that, like, is to the side of what Erdrick or Lodo does in the original one. So you're kind of, like, there, but you don't interact with the main story, and I think that's really cool. But you basically do it through all of the games. Like you do like you do like two and three and five. Like I know in like Dragon Quest three, you go back to help the father figure that like ends up dying at the end of the game. So spoilers, sorry. I know it's like thirty year old game or whatever. But uh, <laughs> but it's cool. You get to go back into the game and the graphics change and and you get to do something like in the background to help the character that they don't know of that you're there, like that type of thing. And I thought that was really really neat, and I'm super excited to play it. And uh, it sucks that I didn't know about it last week, but now I do, and there it is. And uh, one more piece, one more small piece of news before we take a break and go to our topic and our special guest. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 has a, has a mature rating. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I just caught it on Reddit before we started recording. So uh, there's some... Somewhere around there said, hey, we're not going to get rid of any costumes on young women. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, wasn't that what they did last time? They had, like. Oh, yeah, they like changed the, the way that... Because, yeah, there was that, like, 13-year-old girl that was in there that was wearing, like, some skimpy outfits, and they kind of changed, like, where the neckline was or whatever yeah, on Xenoblade Chronicles man. X, that's, that's I think. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what that means, but maybe people are excited about that or something. I don't know. It's weird. It's uh, Xenoblade. But they, that's just something that I came across. Is there anything else that we're forgetting for news here? Or do you want to jump into so. the topic of the week? I mean, I'm excited about the topic of the week because I've never played this game before. But uh... All right. Cool. Well, uh, we're all right. We're gonna go to our special guest on the topic of the week. Take a break. We'll be right back. 
So, for our topic for the week, we have a special guest from uh, the Honey Darling Show, Jess. Hi, I'm uh, Jess. My dark lord is Michael Bay Kenyon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We said Hi, Jess. We- Hi, Jer. And we said that we were going to do our middle names later, so I'm Trey, hashtag Waterfree Sonic Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Escape from Mars, Mikowski. Escaping from Mars. So we uh, we wanted to do uh, we want to do an RPG thing for our topic for this week, and uh, Jess has been playing through Metopia a lot more than I have, so I figured we'd talk about that, and we could talk about Chrono Trigger also because you played that game for a while. But actually, we can't talk very much about Chrono Trigger because it hasn't been spoiled for me. So yeah, well, we won't have talk to be about careful. we won't talk about that big event that happens in there. I haven't told honestly. Her what that Chrono Trigger is Trigger's, uh, that could be like a five podcast series if we yeah. really wanted to get into the meat of it. Well, I figured you'd just talk about like first impressions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just jump into Meet Metopia first. So I mentioned, I think I mentioned last week or the week before that Jess and I got it at the same time. But uh, you've been playing it more than I have. So do you want to just do you want to just talk about it for a while? Yeah. So I really thought that I could beat it before we recorded this podcast tonight because I knew I was getting really close, or I thought I was getting really close. Um, I definitely was at some kind of. Uh, how much of this do you want me to spoil? Are you playing this, Jeremy? No, I don't care if you spoil the hell of it. We can get we can get spoilery here. Oh yeah, spoiler warnings, blah blah blah. Metopia. Yeah, uh, spoil the shit out of it. It's fine. We're gonna I'm talk gonna about it. Like I said, Jess has gotten way farther, so we'll did. By get the time it. I play it, I won't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. I, maybe you won't play it by the time you finish hearing me talk about it. <laughs> because I really think it's it's pretty crap. Um, uh, yeah. But I was at some kind of like lava level, um, and I knew that the the Dark Lord, my Dark Lord, um, the great thing about Metopia, I think the only thing that works for it is you get to play with Mies. So you get to pick the people that you want to play with, you put them on your team, and then you also get to pick who the Dark Lord of uh, your game is going to be. So mine is Michael Bay, the horrible director, Michael Bay. <laughs> That's funny. I thought you said Michael Bolton earlier for some reason. I'm like, that'd be a funny Dark Lord, but Michael, Boy- Michael Bay is pretty funny, too. I mean, he is the king of fire. He is really yeah. just making shit movies, so I thought that might be a fun person to defeat in video game form. And I did defeat him, only to find out that there's like a second half of the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which really pissed me the fuck off. What, you don't like free extra content? Not when I thought I was done, man, because I have not really enjoyed playing this game, and I just kept persevering because I thought I was really close, only to find out that I have some unknown amount more to play. Yeah, it's... I hear it's like close to like 60, 70 hours probably, which seems really long for the nature of the game because as you were saying before, before we were recording, it's like kind of a beginner's RPG, right? It would be the perfect RPG to play if you had never played an RPG at all because it, it holds your hand through everything. You are a character and then you get to pick three other people to be in your party and you don't control any of those people in any way except you pick the me that you want them to be. You pick their job. Um, you pick their attitude, and then after that, the computer controls everything that they do. Uh, so maybe you might think that's fun. I think it's super annoying and boring uh, because they have a lot of great magics or yeah. attacks, and I don't get to pick which ones that they use at any point. Yeah, I'm surprised that you can't. That the only person you can actually control is your your me. So that's kind of annoying. And isn't there a part where you lose your me? Well, there's a part, uh, the game structure 
is the same. It just happens over and over again. So you pick three people to be in your party with you. You go through a level set, you know, yeah. a, a, like a world, a town. Yeah, Mario World style. Yeah, yeah. The first one's like a castle. The second one's like a desert. Then there's like fairyland. Then there's evil wizard palace. Yeah. And then there's even more of the game, even though you didn't want there to be. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so... You play with your three people, you beat this level set, you beat a boss at the end, and then the three me's that you chose are taken away from you, and you have to pick three new me's to play with, and they all start again at level one, and so do you. Um, So as you go, you open up more jobs, but I think there are only like, I think there are 12 jobs total that you, 12, whatever, like mage cleric you can be a cat eventually you can be a tank you can be a flower uh you can be a flower yeah do you get to seed other people and like suck their life away like pokemon style uh you know you might be able to but i i can't really tell you because i can't play as that character oh yeah true and well unless you become a flower yourself i didn't i i was a mage a cat and then an imp like a little devilish character but anyway this fucking keeps happening to you Every time you finally beat a boss, they take your Mies away and make you play with new Mies, which I think sounds like it could be fun. But imagine the first person that you decide is going to join your party for me, honey, Trey, that was you, because you are the person who I want to play the game with. Yeah. And you are the person. Oh, it's very cute. Yeah. But you are the person that I played the game with the least. Yeah. Because as they take your me's away, you were the last me in the castle that I found. Yeah. So why do... They want you to hold out until that last... But that's really annoying, because obviously if I picked you second, you're the person I want to play the fucking game with, and yeah. I didn't play the game with you at all. It's it's because they want you to like want to have that person back. It's like Metal Gear Solid 2. They're like, let's take Snake out because people like Snake, and we should... Have him not in there, so you want him there more. It doesn't make any sense, is what I'm saying, because that game didn't make any sense either. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, yeah, I was glad uh, I was glad that you didn't spoil, because uh, you said that you wanted to talk to me about something that happened, and I'm like, oh, there must be some crazy story thing that I don't know about that happens like midway through the game. And yeah, no, that's what it was. Like I beat the boss, and like my characters were uh, Jess and Jeremy and Bethany, and uh, they all and they all get kidnapped. Like they all get kidnapped from the hotel. Like when you're sleeping. And I got to that oh, part shit. like five yeah. days before you, so I did a yeah. really good job of not fucking telling you. Yeah, I was kind of pissed about it because like I was like, super okay, my pissed. I was like, my party's all super. They're all like super strong now. Like we're like blowing through enemies pretty quickly, and like I can you know we got some cool uh, we got some cool levels. Like I had everybody. Like, on the same level, like, social links-wise, they were all, like, level 10. Oh, yeah, tens. we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then they take them away. But do you want to touch on that social link thing really quick? Yeah, there's another aspect to the game where you have to build the relationships between each of your characters. And you can do that a couple of different ways. You can make them sleep in the same room at the hotel or at the inn. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and every time they go to sleep together, it raises a little heart meter. And every time you fill up the heart, their relationship gets stronger and you can move them all around. And then also sometimes like they'll help each other in battle. Yeah. It's the jolly jaunt too. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they'll help each other in battle and that will raise the heart meter. And then there's also, um, throughout the game, you can get these little tickets, uh, 
and you can trade them in to either play rock, paper, scissors to win money if you win or to spin this wheel. Um, and if you land on a certain section of the wheel, um, you go on a vacation with whoever is sleeping in the room with you. Yeah, it's called Jolly Jaunt. Unless you <laughs> and that person are having a fight. Because they're, it's also like people do shitty things yeah, to each drama, other. Yeah, there's drama, too. There's like built-in stupid drama yeah. where somebody will like trip you in battle and it'll piss you off. And if they you oh. get pissed off at somebody three times, then you're in a fight. Oh, I never got like that. Most of my characters just kind of made up. Yeah. After a while. It, I think it depends on your attitude, your attitudes. Oh, okay. Um, and maybe also your job class. Because there's a rock star job, and he can, like, end fights between people it, during battle sequences. One of his... Uh, that's the idol, right? Or what's it? I think that's it's my... It's a pop star. Yeah, yeah. My, Zoid, my Zoidberg me is the pop star. So, uh... <laughs> uh yeah, so he can, like basically heal arguments during fights and that's pretty much all he's good for oh, okay. so you can put him in the party well eventually at the very fucking end of the game or at, actually maybe it's the middle of the game that i thought was the end of the game you end up with all your fucking me's back and then it gets really annoying because now you have to manage the relationships between like 10 people yeah. you have to build relationships with characters that never played with each other before yeah it's a whole another fun thing that you can do you can go on all the jolly jaunts in the world it's not fun i was wondering why there were like six rooms in the hotel room that you go to because i figured you'd get be like final fantasy where you get like a ton of extra guys and you kind of have to like you know manage one and another and try to keep their levels up and all that yeah you do eventually get to do that see to me it sounds like what's better for uh, p- two people in a fight than to send them on a vacation together you know in real life i mean i'd get more yeah, right? fights if... <laughs> so i guess it makes sense they take that away but i feel like it would solve the dilemma. Yeah, to, there's like, force no... people to, to, to hash it out on some tropical island or something. Yeah, right. Uh, they do go, they do show you a little image of a tropical island, so yeah, you're they, right there. Yeah, it's kind of like a cardboard thing where, like, a ship goes there and then there's stuff going on in the sky and, and yeah. But you can, you have to put, if two people are having a fight, you put them in the room together and over a succession of nights... Um, there's like an angry blue arrow and it gets less and less full and then when it's empty then you're not in a fight anymore oh yeah i must have not played it long enough for uh for that to happen how do you know uh since you beat the dark lord you you know there might just be like another just another level and then it's done like i don't think you're halfway through i know that there's not and this is how i can tell you yeah because i saved a fucking dragon which was pretty cool and he's nice and he has flown me to another like part of the kingdom and in that part of the kingdom i can meet different people who have stupid problems and i can go to other different parts of the kingdom and solve their stupid problems for them like i met a chef who really wanted to eat a cheeseburger so now i'm in some fucking place called peculia because it's peculiar sure um and like the trees are made of sugar fucking candies or whatever and yeah um then you go through like a war pole and you're in a desert and anyway um i'm fighting with this uh chef person uh fighting all these battles and at the end he's gonna get a cheeseburger i don't know <laughs> i don't know that yeah that's, and then uh, i'm gonna take my dragon sounds like an amazing ending there back he's gonna to get the, cheeseburger. the hub me and my dragon and um, then I'm going to meet someone else who has another stupid problem, and we're going to go solve them for God knows how long. <laughs> I can tell you're having a lot of fun with this. 
it's a shame because I totally, uh, I mean, I sort of directed you to the game because I thought the game looked really cool. We played the demo and the demo was really fun. The demo was super fun. It was before they did all the horrible things to you. It was before they take your characters away from you and all that. And you got to like name different characters and like put, then I guess, I guess taking them away from you is like, it's supposed to make you like be able to put more me's in it, I guess, is the idea. Yeah, I think and, that's totally the idea. And have you use more jobs and stuff like that, <laughs> which is fine, but yeah. If it was a regular RPG and they give you a little bit more freedom, like you should be able to change your jobs whenever you want. After you beat the Dark Lord, or sometime late in the in the process, you are able to change your jobs at will. But you do have to start back at, at one. Yeah. Do you you don't keep anything right? Like when you reach a certain level in the jobs, right? You will like you will your character will yeah like you let's say like the first time through. Trey, I made you a, a fighter, a warrior. Okay? No, it has to be me. I made yeah. me a mage. So then at the end of the first level set, my mage character gets locked away until after I beat the Dark Lord. But then after I beat the Dark Lord, I can access that mage character again at whatever level I had gotten to. So I think I was like a level 13. So I could start there with them. Oh, okay. But you can't, like, like if you were a mage to, like, level 15... And you learn like a certain spell or something. If you change into a pop star, you don't oh, like keep fuck that spell. No, is what no I mean. you can't. You don't get to keep anything. Yeah. You don't get to keep any costumes yeah. or weapons. Yeah, that, that always annoyed me in, in in games that would do that when you change vocation to vocation. Because like Final Fantasy three does that, where like you don't keep any of your stuff from the jobs, but five does let you keep stuff. And I think uh, Dragon Quest three does as well. I know nine does, but um, yeah. And Tales of Symphonia. Yeah, Tales of Symphonia. Okay, wait, you you can't change jobs in that, can you? Yeah. Anytime. Can you? I don't mm-hmm. remember that. I didn't think you could have vocations in that game. Yep. Oh, I don't, it's been a while since I played it. So it's you can be like a chef or, yeah, like a fighter. Like you can change to all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you can be a chef in Metopia too. It's pretty, like, the classes are kind of funny. Yeah, you I, like know? The, I like the classes. I ended up with, like, a Hayao Miyazaki as a flower guy. He's yeah. the <laughs> Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Um, director, animator, writer. Yeah. Um, so I made him like a flower, and he kind of like dances around with his arms out and throws petals at people, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> and I got to play with like Uhura and Bill Murray. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, you have Bill Murray was a tank, right? Yeah, he's really annoying. The tank is a super <laughs> annoying character. Don't choose it. Does he like move really slowly? <laughs> yeah, and he has like no hit points, and he has like no... Um, magic points he's like yeah he starts off at like two so he dies every battle it's really annoying so uh so you're not recommending uh metopia to our listeners here if you've never ever played an rpg yeah buy it absolutely this is the perfect place to start yeah the backgrounds are really pretty like the animation's kind of funny yeah the game looks really nice but if you have if you've even played like 20 minutes of an rpg you're gonna get bored it has like a built-in grinding mechanism where um, you'll go to like a a board, like a level, and in that level you can go down certain paths. And in order to get a flag on the level, you have to go travel down all the paths. Yeah. So in that way, like it makes you grind if you want to. If you're a completionist like me and you want to get all the flags, yeah. Then you have to go down all the paths, but also it's. 
it's really annoying. Yeah, it's very Because tedious. a lot of the times the paths meet up at different sections. So you'll fight the same bad guys over and over again. Yeah, and you have to go down the same part of the, part of the path, too. It's really frustrating it was like fine once but then i kept wishing that there would that you know it wouldn't branch off i was like because sometimes it doesn't yeah i was like please don't branch off i don't want to have to play this again and again but you have to but it's portable (laughs) it's super portable it's true Mm, i was gonna say uh, yeah the way you're talking about it being a beginner's RPG, it's like a, you know, it's like Mystic Quest. Like I was the, thinking of Mystic Quest the whole time. Yeah, kept saying that Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, that Super Nintendo game that uh, I didn't care for, but some people, if they were, well, I played it after I played Final Fantasy VI, so I was like, eh, this sucks. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it was super duper. It was basically a game that was created to try to get Americans to like RPGs, so it was like very, very dumbed down. And I already and it wor- do. It worked on me. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it your first one, Jeremy? It was randomly. We sure. just had it. Yeah, it works if you haven't played anything else. But like I said, I played it after Final Fantasy VI, and I was like, wow, wow, this is not (laughs) You just can't do any of the things that you expect to be able to do in an RPG. You can't, like, manage, like, you can't sell your old weapons, you can't sell your old uh, clothes. Yeah. You keep them forever. You can't sell any of your armor. You can do this really weird thing where you can choose to keep the stats. I know you guys talked on this about this on a different one of your Yeah, podcasts. we mentioned that you had found that out, where you can keep the... You yeah. can keep the stats of any costume, but make it look like any other costume that you had previously acquired. So if you really liked the way that, like, there's... A, a, it, they're kind of the same for everyone. Like, once you reach, like, level 12, you're allowed to buy a woolly whatever woolly vestments woolly tank suit yeah yeah sure whatever so if you really think oh i love those fucking woolly suits um you know you can buy more outfits but then change them so that they look like woolly suits yeah well that is like a that is like an advanced quote-unquote rpg thing you know like uh, like i was saying on that uh, you can do that in in uh, xenoblade chronicles x like you can make the option where you pay, make your character look look a certain way, and you can buy new armor, but their armor will never change. Like they'll always look that way. So yeah. th- there are games that do that, and I which understand- is funny because I remember back in the day, like that was a big thing when your armor changed when you changed what you equipped, like your avatar changed. No, I hear you. Like I felt the same way. Like I was like, oh yeah, real time, <laughs> real time armor change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was super into that, but. But I do understand at the same time, like, especially if you're creating your own character, most importantly, because like for like DC Universe Online, when I used to play that game, I would like, I would like make, like I made like Pennywise, like I made like the Pennywise character. Nice. And and if I buy new armor and all of a sudden he's wearing a helmet, like I can't see his face. Sure. So it's like, I don't want to do that. I just want him to look like the Pennywise that I made. So I, but I want to buy armor. So I understand like that it makes for that, you know, if you, like I said, if you made your own dude and you want him to look the way you make them, just set it like that, you know, so then you don't, it won't. They won't be wearing weird, like, gold armor and stuff like that that doesn't really fit the character. I mean, you can't really do that in Metopia. Every yeah. time you buy something, you have to, you'd have to go back in and change the way that it looked to a previous. Oh, okay. It's not like a setting you can just say that's where it's just will always look the same. Nope. Yeah, you have to go in and change it. And then there's a whole food aspect to the game, too, which isn't really... I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to kind of affect people in some way. Like, if you didn't feed them... They wouldn't fight as well, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It raises their different stats. Like, you feed someone, um, like, a piece of toast or whatever. You get different foods for killing different bad guys. So, at I'm, I'm right now fighting a bunch of noses and pieces of bread. <laughs> uh, like you do. Sounds so exciting, right? I'm getting a bunch of fragrant tea. 
to drink and um and fucking toast um so if you feed people like the toast it'll raise your attack um and certain me's like certain foods yeah it's like that's like tomodachi life where like most of it is like you have to figure out what the character's favorite food is so like you would get that for them but you don't really have the option to buy a certain type of food in this. You can never buy food. No, you only get food. You collect food from killing certain enemies, pretty much. But yes. you can't really... I mean, I guess you could go to a certain area and get like a ton of bunch of goblin ham or something like that and keep using that. But but then you just have to keep fighting the but same But then you'd have to do the same thing. Yeah, there's just really like... Annoying. There's not a whole lot of... Yeah. But also, I thought... I thought it would be, I thought it would make kind of sense and like, I thought they would make the me characters who had like a low attack, like a food that would raise their attack, because that would make sense. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't work like that. I think it's just fucking random. Yeah, because it'll show you, it'll kind of show you the stats, like what'll go up, like whenever you eat it. It'll show you exactly what'll go up, but it, yeah. it's not based on what your character needs to be raised like if you have a really low defense you might hate the food that raises your defense so if you eat something that you hate it doesn't raise your defense as much as it would if you ate something that you loved so it's really not it's not fucking intuitive in that way yeah it just seems random didn't you didn't you play it so long one time that you had dreams about feeding me's (laughs) <laughs> yeah i did i played it right before bed and uh you know i gotta get up really early these days so i get tired really early so i was like playing right before i yeah. fell asleep and yeah i had a dream that i was trying to feed all these different me's but also like i'm too fucking ethical so if i don't have enough food for everyone to eat nobody eats oh really yeah oh i just feed i'll just feed them until like I i'm know. out of food i'm not saying it makes any sense yeah. obviously they're not real and also as we know it doesn't affect them in any way i could never feed any of them and they would be fine but it, i just i can't man well let me ask you this like why like why are you still playing the game then if it's uh if it's so uh well, tor- torturous I, I to you i thought i could beat it yeah um i don't know i don't know how fervently i'm gonna be playing it anymore i tried to play some more tonight and i thought well maybe i just won't go down all the separate paths yeah just to try to hammer through it but then you don't get a flag (laughs) well you have to go without the flag yeah so i don't know i mean now am i close i keep feeling like i must be close to actually beating it and i am really close to like having all my different me's have relationships with each other so yeah i don't know i think my goals might be different than what the game wants my goals to be does that make sense sure uh so i think that i might make like change the way that I'm thinking about playing it so that it's fun for me, but it isn't actually the way that they want me to play the game. Because I think it's probably it's more int- exciting to like get everybody's social connections yeah. raised mm-hmm. higher. Because the higher your social connection, the more you'll help each other in battle. Yeah, and you get different moves that you can do for each other too. You do, like and the- with each other, and like if you have a higher connection. And like my, I got my brother Tim in there. He's a cleric. So like, if we, I, we, and we have like a sixteen relationship. Yeah. So if I die in battle, which BS, you're probably not really going to do very often because <laughs> the enemies the are super easy to beat. Um, but he'll like raise me from the dead instead of taking a turn hitting the bad guy. 
Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I I want to ask you this. Um, so you know you've played much better RPGs than that. Like you you played a uh, Earthbound and uh and and another one which I'm not going to mention the name of yet. But playing something like Metopia, like doesn't it kind of make you want to like go and play better RPGs <laughs> so you can you can appreciate them more now? I guess. Yeah. Not, not that that's what it should do, but you know. No, no. I mean, I don't think it should do that, but yeah, it does. It makes me want to be more involved. I want to manage my... I just want to, like, manage a backpack. I know that sounds, like, so dumb, but I just want to be able to be like, yes, I want these fucking potions. Yes, I want these bananas, whatever it is. Yeah. But I want a choice about that shit. Yeah, you want something where you can run out of space and you have to have some person come and get your stuff that you call on the phone. sell my bicycle back to the shop. Yeah. Even though I never rode it, even once. Yeah. Well, I think you should. I mean, I played a, you know, I got Metopia. I was, like, really excited about playing it. And uh, while I was playing it, I kind of, like, I don't know, it made me miss, like, Dragon Quest. So I just went back to Dragon Quest V for playing that for a while because that's a much better game. But uh, that's kind of what happened to me is that I was just, I started wanting, like, a better RPG. So so I went back to try to finish five, which I haven't finished it yet. But I, uh, I bought but I Earthbound uh, digitally for my 3DS. Yeah. Not that I'm going to start it again right now, but I think... I w- will play it again pretty soon. Well, you do have a. You have I think it one. works really well on the as a portable game. Oh, nice. Earthbound, yeah. Earthbound does, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I have it on my 3ds. Yeah, well. I'm. I mainly played it on the boat, the Wii U gamepad. Yeah, on the boat. Because um, <laughs> I would play it like in bed when Trey was asleep. Yeah. Which is why one of the reasons why the Wii U is so great, because um, we could both play while the other one was sleeping. Yeah, but now now with the Switch, you don't have to worry about being close to the system. Yeah. But Even still, the, but there's no Earthbound, so you know, yeah. <laughs> no Earthbound. Lose some. But uh, I can play it on my 3DS, also in bed. Yeah. yeah, also 3DS, you don't have to be close to a system, so you can play it wherever. It is the system. Yeah, but you, uh, I mean, you have another game that I that I uh, lent to you. It's in cartridge form. That's in your that's in your Game Boy. Yeah, I don't know how many hours into Chrono Trigger I am, but things are happening. Well, do you remember like what happened last? Like, you should talk. Uh, why don't we talk on that for a minute, for a little bit, like just the beginning of Chrono Trigger? I know Jeremy's a big fan of Chrono Trigger, so you. Can, it's uh, my favorite game of all time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm really enjoying it. I something just happened where like I beat these two kids who were the wind. Okay, do you and remember that? They gave some, me some masa and something like yeah, that. Yeah, they gave me a part of the sword, Mar- a broken Mar- sword. Oh, Ma- masa immune. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and I have to take the sword to a different time to the sword fixing man. I know where you are, and that's exactly where I am. I'm in the I'm in the like no man's land where I choose yep. what time period I want to go to, and I got to go to like 1066 or something and have the sword guy fix the sword. The end of time. That's the end of time, right? Where yeah, that the old end man of time. Is. Yeah. yeah. Where, uh, uh, what what percentage would you say of the game is she at, Jeremy? She's still pretty early. Uh, probably, yeah, probably... 30%? 15 to 20%. Oh, jeez. I feel like I've been playing it for some time. Well, because, so, you've met the frog. Yeah, I met the frog. But you don't have the frog. No, I don't have the frog, you're right. All right, yeah, you're at 15 to 20%. I think I'm going to get him, because I just went to talk to him again, and he was like, mopey, yeah. grumpy bus. So I think yeah. I think I'll get him soon. Yeah. Well, you should uh, you know, you should ditch uh, Metopia for it a little bit and just uh, 
just play like one of the best RPGs of all time, Chrono Trigger, and it'll well, probably it feel be you better. It might be good to like cleanse your palate with that and go back and forth, especially yeah. since it sounds like Metopia is just like super repetitive right now. It's yeah. super repetitive the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So like, like all the mechanics sound exciting and cool at first, but then you realize those things that you're initially introduced to are just what the whole game is made out of. Yeah, right? yeah that's exactly right. It doesn't require yeah, any thinking. There's never a point where you're like, oh, I wonder where I should go next. I'm not quite sure. Well, and there's also like, like what I, what I like, there's no like battle system. Like I think that battle systems are very important in RPGs. And there's oh, no, yeah. there's no like, it's not like Dragon Quest where it's like, I need to like debuff my, or I have to like, you know, make my guys raise the defense and like cassap the the defense away from the dude or whatever you don't have to like you don't get to layer stuff and stuff like that it's not really right and there's no can you uh, do uh, but you can do chain like attacks with multiple characters at least like chrono trigger you can but you don't get to choose them you don't get to choose when that happens the computer chooses when it happens yeah i'm okay it's only it's based on your uh social connection but you you have no choice in it whatsoever. You also have no you have these like bananas that you can eat that heal your hit points, and these candies that you can eat that heal your magic points. But you can't choose when any of the characters except for yourself use those items. Well, you can use a you can use the the salt and pepper the shakers. Yeah, there's something <laughs> called sprinkles which can also do those things, um, and you can choose that at any time, but. Um, you don't get sprinkles for a long time, and also you only have, like, five. Yeah. You can only restore, like, five or ten hit points in the beginning, so it'd yeah. be really useful to just be like, hey, eat a banana, motherfucker. Yeah, they eat their yeah. bananas on their own, pretty much. Yeah, it's like there's these there's these salt and pepper shaker type things. It's like one has MP and one has HP. But, but yeah, what I was saying is, like, the... The, the battle there's just no real battle system to it you know where like in pokemon like there's different types that like work better against others like some mm-hmm. are weaker or stronger or like yeah. you know there's there's none of that or like persona does the same thing where like certain personas are better than other or whatever but there's no like strategy to it you know or there's like or like dragon quest where like there's the debuffs and the and the cassaps and all that that like can make your character stronger or like or like zap away the defense of the there's no like strategy in the battle and i think that sucks because i i think battle systems are the most important part of the rpg aside from the story and characters i think yeah you so, can only choose I'd say, go ahead jer i'd say they're just i'd say they're just as important like those are mutually important things the battle system and the story slash character well yeah. especially in this game where you spend most of your time walking around like literally walking down a path you see an animation of people walking there's no left or right it's just a fucking straight animation of people walking then they run into a bad guy and you battle but you only get to battle one of the four characters who are battling so you spend most of the time not doing anything yep you just get to watch them fight which i guess if you want to you know if you want a game and and what you can do is you can put yourself on auto also and you won't have to do anything, I guess, for, aside from yeah, just, you can just watch. choose where you go in the map. Because you were saying that there's a part where you mo- lose your main character, and they just fight. And you just watch them fight. Like, yeah, you don't do anything. Near the end where I was going to fight the Dark Lord, um, the party got split in half by some rubble that fell down. And so the other two characters, I basically just like pointed at the level, and they went there. And then I could make them run through the animation or let them walk but i couldn't choose anything that they did and it it went on and then it happened again 
later in the game. Yeah. So that is really dumb. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, I think that you should. Uh, like- so the game's kind. Of, the game's trying to make you feel like it's a result of your choices that these things are happening, but it's really not. It is in no way a result <laughs> of your choices. No. Yeah, there's not really any choice to it where you can decide to go wherever. But I was gonna say you, you should definitely cleanse your palate and try playing Chrono Trigger for a while or Earthbound or whatever. To, yeah, and, I and think then maybe, I won't. Yeah. I I wonder if I just like won't ever go back to it though. Yeah. If I like start playing. Chrono Trigger again, which I put down to play this. Mm. It's just like far superior. Yeah. Well, as the guy who actually went all the way through Color Splash, I will say, <laughs> yikes. Um, yeah. I will say there was a there are many points in that game where I wanted to stop, but I was like, I gotta beat this fucking game, even though like there's definitely they're inflating things right now. They're making making it longer when it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean... So I, I feel you there. I would have made fun of you to your face, but I don't see you very often, Jeremy, but I definitely made fun of you behind your back for continuing to play that horrible <laughs> game. Color splash, <laughs> and now yeah. I'm doing I'm it. doing the exact same thing, so... Yeah, you did. Fucking no. karma. She came around to get me. Yeah, you did soldier your way through that game, so... I way, played way maybe like uh, two hours of Color Splash, and I wanted to I, I wanted to throw it in the lake. I thought it was really really bad, and it was so nice. it was I I think it was actually more uh, exciting than Metopia. Yeah, well, you can do more. You can at least like fight. You can like walk around. You can paint your cards. You know, there are like <laughs> levels and stairs and stuff. You can paint your cards and throw. This them This doesn't people. even have stairs. <laughs> yeah, there are no stairs. That's stupid. That's true. Just me staring at the screen, wishing I was playing something else. Yeah, just that type of staring. Well, um, is there uh, is there anything else you want to say about Metopia or about RPGs in general? I know I talked a lot of shit about it, so I don't know. I don't think you should get it. I think you should play the demo, and I think then you should be done. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with the demo, though, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to play more. But then I, I guess I didn't realize that there's no real change in it, and it's very tedious. And they could have at least, like, they could at least let you control your other characters. Like, what do you think could they could have done if they do a Metopia 2? Like, how could they fix it, I guess? I mean... Metopia. They, yeah. Oh, very cute. <laughs> uh, I think that they could have... If they want to offer this as something for kids, as a way into RPGs, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. So they could have an easy mode that involved this kind of gameplay, and then they could have an advanced mode where you controlled all the people in your party, where you could buy food, um, where you could, I mean, you don't, you know, you don't, I don't even need you to necessarily change jobs, but that'd be great. Um, just where you actually had some kind of choice. You know, you know what they should do? Uh, you should have to buy the, uh, three pack of me amiibo to, uh, and, and uh, put it on your 3DS and then you can unlock the hard mode. That's what they should do. No. The one that you can't find anymore. Or I haven't seen a, anywhere. A me, uh, gate. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Amiibo gate. I'm kidding. They shouldn't do that. But uh, I know when you were saying that, I was thinking like the thing is, is the the 3ds is like such a it's like this promised land of amazing RPGs. Like there's so many good RPGs in the 3ds, and it just seems so weird for like such a beginner RPG like this to come out like in its twilight years. You know, it feels like something that should have been should have happened like at the beginning of the system. I or think something. it would have been a lot more exciting if it had happened I at agree. the beginning yeah. of the system. And if be- there wasn't other stuff, for sure. Yeah, especially because it does use something that is kind of mostly forgotten, Miis in general, yeah. which were super fun and really exciting when they came out on the Wii, yeah. and then they just sort of like 
carried over, but you don't really do anything with them. And in Metopia, you can, like, my me finally has purple hair, like I do. Yeah. Uh, which is exciting. And she has blue glasses, like I do. So yeah. she yeah, actually, no, can... <laughs> like, looks like me for the first time ever. Yeah, you can finally dye your hair. I mean, you could do that in Tomodachi life. But it's not enough to save the game. Purple hair. Sorry. You, I mean, would you think about trying the Tomodachi game that they came out with? That's kind of like, uh, it's like that, except you're in an apartment and, you know, it's kind of like, but that without the adventure aspect of it, I guess. But a lot of people like that one more because uh, the characters kind of had a little bit more personality, I guess, because it was more about like how they interact. And they kind of like, you don't put them in rooms. They go see people on their own, sort of, so... It'd be interesting to see you try it and see what you think of it, like the Tomodachi Life version. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say right now that it doesn't sound fun. It's like Animal Crossing, sort of, except for... It's really hard to explain. I'd rather just play Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's really hard to explain just because of how just because of how unique it is, but I think you should still give it a try. Like, do you own it? Yeah, I do. I do own it. Oh, okay, well, I'll try it. If I don't have that to buy easy. it... Uh, yeah, yeah, if I don't have to buy something, I'll totally give it a no, go. No, you don't have to buy it. I have a cartridge. If it's free, hell yeah, I'll try I, it. I got it from a buy two, get one free Target thing, I think it was the free game, so... <laughs> just because... Uh, and it has some really funny stuff in it, and I did play it for a while, but it's very simulation, you know, like kind of Sims type thing, I guess. Sure. But there's... You know, you can buy outfits for the characters, but you can also, like, write songs for them to sing that you can actually write lyrics to, and they'll sing the lyrics sort of in, like, an animalese sort of way where they, like, pronounce the letters. So you can make some really morbid stuff for them to sing, so that's kind of funny. It sounds kind of funny. So, uh, yeah. And and you can, like, alter their voices and all that. It's kind of like the Mitomo, except uh, way more expanded. Uh, and more than you can do. as You can do a lot more aside from talk about what you're eating for breakfast and all that and have people comment on it. Sure. Well, uh, if there's if there's anything else, if there's nothing else you want to talk about, uh... I don't think. I think I talked a lot about it. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the ending of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> but once I do finish it, I'll come back and talk about it. No, I'd love to do. Like I said, we haven't really, we haven't done a Chrono Trigger episode. We haven't done an Earthbound episode yet. But I figured, you know, we could have you on there for both of them. And you haven't, you haven't met, you haven't fought Magus yet, even right? For the is where she's at. Is that pre Magus? Yep. Yeah, because Magus's castle is fucking awesome. So I can't wait to see. I knew. I knew when she when she told me about the frog. I knew exactly where she was. Yeah. Well, don't tell me anymore. I'll yeah. go meet the castle person. Oh, Magus is really cool. He's got like purple hair and he looks like a crazy vampire dude sort of but uh okay well that's been our uh, topic and our show for this week um if you like listening to jess and i we have a we have a separate show called the honey darling show that you can download and listen to we uh, talk about we actually have a twin peaks one that'll be up soon it'll probably up around the time as this one comes out like probably within a couple days hopefully so you can check out that we talk about other movies and tv shows and stuff so you can listen to us and talk about that and uh we've been your hosts I'm Trey Johnson. And I'm Jerry Mikowski. And our special guest. Jess Kenyon. And, uh, you know, check out our website at NintendoMainPodcast.com. And you can also check us out at YouTube slash NintendoMain. And uh, that. So, anyway, we'll see you next week. See ya. Adios.
Testicle. Heel, see. 